All right, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers. Welcome to episode 59 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we've got a show packed full of common sense for you tonight, today, next week, next month, whenever you get around to listening to this episode. Of course, if you're on the live feed and watching it live, we've got all kinds of great stuff for you tonight. That's right. Tonight, tonight, tonight. What was that? I don't even know. Can you tell? I'm going to warn everyone off the top. I'm losing my voice a little. You can probably hear uh, that's not on purpose. This isn't like a sexy raspiness that I'm going for. It's just me losing my voice. It happens at times. You know, (laughs) I've been doing a lot of live events. I've been doing some other content. And then also just having an 18-month-old toddler at home. Yeah, losing my voice. Losing my voice. There's All day there's a lot of, don't climb that! Yeah, (laughs) among other things. So my voice, just bear with me. It's not in the best shape right now, but we will persist and uh, and get through episode 59. All right, let's get into some social plugs. Social plugs. You can always connect with us on Twitter, at TellTheWallPod. That's right, at TellTheWallPod. If you do the tweetering, twittering, tweeting, whatever. Or you can follow my personal Twitter account, which would be at MagicMuppet. At Magic Muppet. If, I think if you sh- search Sean O'Rourke, search Sean, <laughs> search Sean O'Rourke, uh, both of those should come up and you should be able to find it no problem. Uh, and of course, check out the YouTube channel. YouTube channel. Head on over to YouTube, subscribe, just search Go Tell It to the Wall, and you're going to find our nice little channel up there where you can subscribe and see all kinds of awesome videos and such. Uh, and also, most importantly, and especially now, because we're gonna get, I'm gonna get into some announcement, like not groundbreaking announcements, but some announcements, some slight changes. Uh, so, most importantly of all those things would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com is gonna take you to all those things I just mentioned, and in just a few minutes, we're gonna get into some additional stuff that's gonna be going up there. So, look forward to that. Uh, all right, Indiegogo, Indiegogo. I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. One last plug. Not, not one last plug. You're going to hear more about it. We've got the Indiegogo campaign still live. Still live up there. Check it out. If, if you can't find the link for it, it's uh, it, it's it's been all over the place. And possibly, I see Chris has jumped on the live feed. Uh, I actually sent the links over to Bridget. Um, so hopefully we'll, we'll just get those links up on the live feed as well. Uh, and we can probably, and you, you can access it from there. But really... You'll find it on the Twitter, you'll find it on SeanOrourkeLive.com, and you'll even find it on the YouTube channel. But please, please, please take a moment, head on over to Indiegogo. Uh, we, we still have a little bit of ways to go on our campaign. Uh, thank you, Bridget. If you're watching on the live feed or if you're consuming the live feed at a later date, Bridget actually just posted the exact link for the Indiegogo campaign, so you can access it right there. Uh, and we actually added a perk. I, I never went through all the perks. I don't want to do it right now, but I, I mentioned you can get anything from just a shout-out on air all the way up to literally sitting next to me in the studio. Uh, but we did add kind of a mid-tier, by popular demand, a mid-tier range on that. So so with with a smaller donation, uh, you're actually going to get a lot of things in, inclusive of a, a handwritten thank you note from me personally. Uh, and of course, you're going to get all the other good stuff that comes along with with helping us out on the Indiegogo campaign. So please, please, please check it out. Share with your friends. Even a dollar helps. One dollar helps. And, and you're going to get a nice little shout out on air. Here's the thing, too, is our social presence is so minimal. I'm going to put it out there right now. I'm, I'm talking to all you in the UK that listen to this podcast. Is We don't have this huge social presence, but we do have a really large listenership in the grand scheme of things. I, I'm I, constantly, I'm not constantly looking at our numbers, but I like to look at our numbers kind of every week or so, uh, especially like a day or two after we have posted a, a new episode. And the numbers seem to just continually increase. Now, we, I mean, there's a little dip here and there as far as listenership listenership so here's the thing this indiegogo campaign has such a it's such a small goal in the grand scheme of things but that minimal amount is going to help us do so much more and the thing is we we do about five to ten thousand five to ten thousand unique listens which means different people 
you know, for the most part, that there's going to be some margin of error there. But five to ten thousand different people per episode, it's always in that range, are listening to this. <laughs> if five thousand people gave a dollar, we would, and and we're we're already partway to our goal. If five, if if we were at zero and five thousand people gave a dollar, we'd be five times our goal. That that's basically what we're dealing with here. So if you're listening or watching, whatever it is, however you consume the podcast. Um, definitely head on over to the Indiegogo, throw us a dollar, throw us five bucks, throw us 10, whatever it is. You can get one of those awesome stickers. Remember the stickers on the live feed people. I've actually, I've only given away one of these stickers so far. I, now some of them are earmarked. They, they, they are being given away, but I've literally only given away one of our new brand new big three inch round stickers of course now like i said some of these are earmarked obviously uh chris and bridget since we're we're working on the his song go tell us the wall studio are going to be getting some stickers as well as some of our other uh patrons and people that have helped out on the indiegogo campaign uh that's the other thing too is i've, I've been given shout outs a little bit here and there um but as far as the official shout outs go we're going to be spreading those out once the indiegogo campaign ends uh, but i do when there's people that are doing both the pay, 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 Patreon thing and the Indiegogo thing, they're going to get multiple shout-outs. And one of those people would be my good, 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 good friend, Kevin Jones, who is not only a patron of the podcast, but has also supported the Indiegogo campaign in quite the significant manner. Uh, so thank you to you, Kevin. And, of course, we're going to be getting through all of those uh, as the campaign moves on and as it closes and everything else. But again, please, please, please help us out on the Indiegogo campaign. Share it. Tell your friends. Tell your parents. Tell whoever, you know, tell your dog. Maybe your dog's got some money buried in the backyard. It, you know, I don't know. That doesn't even make sense. Uh, sometimes some of what I say doesn't make sense. Some. Let's go with like 50-50. I think we're like, we're batting like 500 on stuff that does make sense. The rest is just, and doesn't really always make sense. So, uh, but you know you love it. It's just it's common sense even when it doesn't make sense. That's that's how we roll here at at uh, Go Tell to the Wall. Uh, all right. Uh, I do have another update on the website. I know I teased that a little bit. SeanOrourkeLive.com. We launched it. Gosh, I want to say like a year ago. Chris or Bridget, if you remember, uh, jog my memory. I, I want to say it's been been maybe a year, maybe not quite that long, but we've had the thing up for for quite a while. And I'm putting new content up there now and then, but I'm finally with the craziness that is Facebook and everything else. It's, it's finally like, okay, we're going to shift so much more stuff there. So look forward to that. Definitely bookmark SeanOroarkLive.com because not only are new videos and pictures going up there, uh, but we're also working on some new blog posts that are going to go up there. And I know you're thinking like, well, you're yelling, you're talking to a wall, you're now you're just writing to it. Well, yeah, I get it. Uh, but there's going to be some more in-depth stuff that goes up there, especially pertaining to mental illness and mental health awareness, uh, as well as some stuff pertaining to like parenting and that kind of stuff. So look forward to that. Definitely head on over to SeanOrourkeLive.com. I'm working on getting a subscriber tab up there, uh, but just make sure you bookmark it and check it out, you know, every couple days, see what's new going up there. But there's going to be more and more new content uh, popping up at SeanOrourkeLive.com. So, so look forward to that and, and please bookmark it and know that that's real. I always say it. I, that's really going to be your central location uh, for everything that is Go Tell It's the Wall and everything that is Sean O'Rourke and, and really everything encompassing of the, the Go Tell It's the Wall empire. <laughs> Finger quote the empire. But you, know, you have to. <laughs> empire. What kind of empire? Uh, but definitely bookmark that. Do the thing. Support us. You know, have some fun. There's going to be good, more and more good content going up there. It's just I want to push the website. And, and and there's gonna be good stuff. It's just a matter of uh, of of you guys checking it out. So wall fans, common sensors, check out SeanOrourkeLive.com. Uh, beer this week, beer this week. I'm actually really excited about the beer this week. I've got a tasty little brew from uh, Firestone Walker, Firestone Walker Brewery here in California, and it's the Luponic Distortion. That's right, the Luponic Distortion. You know what's funny about the live feed? If you're just listening, like nobody's. Nobody cares about this. I found myself with the live feed because it, it it pops up the comments like kind of to the left side. And I found myself doing this. I'm, I'm constantly showing stuff like to the side of the comments. But I'm pretty sure if I just show it like it's not like it, that it's not showing. Not like, like, like. Can you tell me like too much California in me? That was way too many likes in that little sentence. Uh, anyway, I keep, I'm finding myself putting it to the wrong side. But I don't know that it necessarily matters. I can just put it anywhere in here as long as people on the live feed can actually see it. But anyway, from Firestone Walker, it is a 
it's called Luponic Distortion. And this is an IPA. I don't I don't know that's technically an IPA, but it's hoppy. Just know that it's really hoppy. It's definitely a hoppy ale. Um, it's not as hoppy as your stone beers. But the interesting thing on this one is it's called Luponic Distortion because basically what they do, and it's called a revolving hop series. What they do is for each edition, they bring in a different hop. And, and basically when that brew runs out, then they move on to the next one. So I'm not only drinking Luponic Distortion, but I'm drinking Luponic Distortion Revolution number 009. It's number nine, but I say 009. Hey, Chris, thanks for joining. Uh, I say 009 because that's what it is on there, and I think they're, they're playing. I mean, we're looking at hundreds of these over the years, apparently. Uh, but I will be honest, number nine's been around for a little while now. I was drinking number nine Easter weekend when I was up in the Bay Area. My cousins up there are also big fans of Luponic Distortion. Uh, but nonetheless, I'm a huge fan of Firestone Walker. We've had plenty of their beers on here. And Luponic Distortion, if you can get your hands on it, just do it. I don't. It doesn't even matter what number it is. Just grab some. You're going to enjoy it if you, if you like a not super hoppy, but a hoppier beer. Uh, and definitely in that craft beer realm, that is Firestone Walker. And you got to love their uh, their little tagline beer before glory i'm all about it i'm all about it give me beer before glory that's for sure mm. check out firestone walker luponic distortion number nine number 10 got to be coming here at some point all right one more thing i teased it at the top of the show but i just want to kind of officially announce what we're doing and that would be the the so I decided like earlier in the week that we're done with Facebook. Like if you want to like the page, go there. Eventually we'll probably start moving some stuff to that Facebook page again. Uh, but in the meantime, it's all going to be on YouTube and Twitter and channelworklive.com. As far as the live feeds go, I'm, I'm just, I'm done with Facebook doing the live feeds up there. I've watched numbers drop on our page. I've watched numbers drop on my own time. Like it's ridiculous. Facebook is just in this realm of ridiculousness. Like where nothing even makes sense, you know, and I've tried gaming the algorithm and gaming the system and everything. And it's not even just my own stuff, like stuff for the podcast or my own stuff. It's literally like I enjoy scrolling through Facebook. There's something about it. I enjoy seeing pictures of my friends' kids. That's actually sometimes I do get content through Facebook. You know, I have a lot of people I went to film school with and everything else. And I found myself scrolling through and I'm seeing stuff like three days old. And in fact, yesterday or today, whenever it was, I tried to scroll through and it was giving me five posts and it was like, that's it. It's like, you got to be kidding me. Like, real, five, five, five. Uh, so I'm really just done with Facebook on a personal level. I think it is really great for like your relatives and sharing photos and, and all that kind of stuff. But really, it, it, there's, there's just too much. They've tried to pack in too much stuff and it's just not working for, for me anymore. In fact, if you're having trouble with this, I have found that it got a little better. I went through and I deleted a bunch of my Facebook friends. I did. And it wasn't like, ha, 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 I'm deleting you. I found that I had like 600 friends and a couple hundred friends that I'm like, I don't even know you. Like, we met once. And that's fine. Like, I've, if that's what you want to do, you just want to collect friends, like, do it, you know. Uh, but as, as, far as, uh, as far as actually seeing content and everything else, uh. It helps to, I think it helps to have a little less friends. And so just, I'm not telling you what to do, but weed it down to like people you actually know. I found myself like, okay, I met you once. We don't need to be friends on Facebook. You know, you can, you can go to the, like, if you really want to get, that's fine. You know, we, but relatives and, and close friends and everything else. And I kind of had my own in my head thing as, as far as, uh, like standards, I guess for, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm like high and mighty. Oh, you, we can't be friends unfit. No, no, no. I just wanted to weed it, like whittle it down to the people that I actually know or that I've spent time with, whether I have a relationship with them now, or I was close with them in college or high school or whatever it might be, or still, you know, obviously still close with them now. So I'd recommend that for you, which brings me, that was a long way of getting to this point. Brings me to the point that I realized, because I was like, live feed's completely off Facebook. We do have people that only consume the live feed on Facebook, whether they're watching it live, which is some people, or they're watching it after the fact, because of course it gets posted to Facebook and it, it lives up there. And then I actually take it and I post it to YouTube just so it's on another platform as well. Now, what we're going to do is obviously not for episode 59, because we are live on Facebook right now, and not for episode 60. I'm giving everyone that only consumes it through the live feed two episodes to adjust. 
after episode 60. So for episode 61, the live feeds are going to live on YouTube. And if you're not sure how to get to YouTube, it, you know, you, you don't have a YouTube, whatever it is, Bridget is actually going to post the link for the Go Tell to the Wall YouTube channel directly on the live feed so you have no excuse for not finding it. And we're going to do that again for episode 60, so just keep that in mind. But prepare yourself to adjust to YouTube uh, for the live feeds moving forward from episodes moving forward. Not moving forward from now, but moving forward from episode 61. That is very, very important to keep in mind because I know there are people that only consume it on Facebook. So please, please, please head on over to the YouTube channel, subscribe, bookmark it, and you'll get notified when we go live every Thursday with each episode of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I think we set a record for opening there, Bridget. Jeez, what the hell was I doing? Just talking, yeah. Important stuff. It's it's like housekeeping. Like okay, we got some housekeeping. Everybody, okay. You just call it housekeeping. It turned into opening. If you go back to like episode two, we got some housekeeping this week. Now now it's opening, and sometimes it drags on. And here I am just dragging it on more and more and more. It's probably because I'm trying to find my place here. I'm not. I actually know exactly where we are. We're gonna move on to some social, social media, not social justice. Social media. This is where we keep it a little lighter most of the time, unless ridiculous things are happening within the world, which. <laughs> I shouldn't say most of the time. I guess we're probably batting about 500 with uh, with light light stuff, light funny stuff in the social section. But I do have stuff for you this week that is a little lighter, also inspiring. I guess at the same time. Uh, so the first one up would be hashtag four word story of my life. Hashtag four word story of my life. And this one you can figure out where this one's going. And this one, it, it's really all over the place. Uh, one that I found on here that I really enjoyed was listen to young people. Hashtag four word story of my life. I think we all need to be listening to young people these days. Uh, and I'm not going to go through a ton of these. I would just encourage, this is a fun one. If you like looking through funny ones, but just prepare yourself. You're going to have some religious, which I, and I have no, if you're an avid listener, you know, I have no problem with being religious, but I'm not, I'm not going here looking at hashtag four word story of my life to see Jesus saved. I overcome. Like, you know, that's fine. That's great. You were saved by Jesus. That's not what I'm looking for on the Twitter. If I wanted to find that, I would go to church. I've got like 50 of them within walking distance here in Highland Park. All different denominations, in fact. Uh, and I'll tell you, I actually came up with mine. Uh, hashtag forward story of my life. And mine is I'm always chasing something. This is actually a little bit inspired by Bastille's new single, uh, Quarter Past Midnight. Uh, but I think that really speaks to it speaks to me personally. But honestly, if you sit back and you look at your life or maybe watch that Bastille music video for quarter past midnight, you'll realize that you're probably always chasing something as well. I'm always chasing something, chasing, chasing more content for this podcast. Speaking of content for this podcast, another thing floating around on the social platforms right now is not even actually a hashtag. Someone's probably attached a hashtag to this. Uh, the way they did when Kanye started spouting off and everything, but trending on Twitter and on the social platforms right now is no gays allowed. No gays allowed. If you're not familiar with this, I'm going to give you a little background here, which I don't usually do in the social section, but just to give you a little background, there was a, a, a bakery in Utah, I believe it was, that refused to bake a wedding cake for a same-sex marriage. And this fight got all the way to the Supreme Court. So not the state Supreme, the Supreme Court of the United States of America. And the other day, the Supreme Court ruled that the baker that owned this bakery was it was lawful for them to refuse service to a same sex couple that wanted to purchase a wedding cake. Now, what's happened and, and, and everyone ran with this. And this is where the no gays allowed came in. And in fact, there is a hardware store. Surprise, surprise. Bring the hate mail, Southerners. Surprise, surprise, in the South. The the dirty South. I see, my voice is gone, so I can't do like the, the Ja Rule Atlanta type. And it was not Atlanta. Oh, you got to go. This is You figure out what state it is. It ain't Florida. It ain't Florida. We're not a big fan of these states. And this hardware store in that state that actually 
back in 2015 put up a sign that said no gays allowed and it lasted like a day they got roasted on social media and the sign got taken down well with the supreme court ruling that happened this week they were of course emboldened to put that sign back up in the hardware store big sign says no gays allowed no gays allowed in that hardware store down there in the south because you know if you let if you let gay people into your store and they touch you 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 turn gay right i mean that's how it works right bridget like if, if a gay person right no that's not how it works you morons down there in alabama come on now here's the thing though is everyone's up in arms and you should be up in arms because people are emboldened to do this but i was thinking about it the other day and actually, you know what? I don't know that it's the worst thing. Because here's the bottom line. In the administration that is the Orange Menace right now, people have been emboldened to hate. To hate. It was Tennessee. Thank you, Chris. It wasn't Alabama. It was Tennessee. Uh, people have been emboldened to hate and to show that hatred. And we're seeing it. We've been seeing it for a while. <laughs> It makes your hammers gay, too. I like that. Nobody wants a gay hammer. <laughs> Jeez, I gotta... What do you do with a gay hammer, right? No gays allowed in there. If they touch your hammers, you got gay hammers all of a sudden. No one's gonna, no one in Tennessee is going to buy a gay hammer. Oh, man. We're probably going to set the record for the amount of times I've said gay on this. Because I don't even usually say, usually say same-sex couples, but it's no gays allowed. Oh. But here's the thing. So people have been emboldened ever since the Orange Menace started running for president, and especially ever since he became president. And clearly, the Supreme Court has emboldened people. And it is discriminatory, and it's terrible. But here's the thing that I was thinking of. These people are going to hate no matter what, you know? Maybe they're letting gay people in that hardware store, but hating them at the same time. And the thing is, there's probably another hardware store that you can go to where they're not hateful bigots. So as far as I'm concerned, I would, and I'm calling on everyone out there, you probably don't listen to my podcast if you hate gay people, because really it just doesn't jive with the common sense that is Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. However, if you are listening to the podcast and you hate gay people, or you have friends that, or business owners that hate gay people, definitely encourage them to put these signs up, especially here in California, because I'd love to see it in California. Oh, man. Because here's the thing. Then we know. Then we know. Because honestly, I'd rather be offended and see a sign know, and know that that's a hateful person that owns that place or that works there, whatever it is, and just not go there. As opposed to knowing that there are tons of these people out there that are emboldened and really feel this way, and you don't know. Now, I'm not making a big I'm not going to make a big deal. I'm not walking into hardware stores. Do you hate gay people? Because if you do, I can't. No, I'm not going to do that. But I think we're seeing this come out. And that hardware store, they're probably like, and it's. Well, eh, that's not a good example. <laughs> that is not a good example. Down there, they're probably like, yay. Uh, but if, we're, if we started seeing that in like California, Los Angeles, Southern California, for example, oh, man, that business would be out, out like that. Just gone. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Nobody's shopping there except for the one hateful dude that lives up the street. You know? And there's definitely more than one hateful person in, in California. Oh, saw that this week. Let's see. Oh, oh gosh. All right. Moving on. Moving on from no gays allowed. Uh, and I just want to go on the record, gays, all of you are allowed on the podcast. You are allowed in the studio if you ever come by to visit. Just, I don't care. I don't care who you're having sex with as long as it's not children or completely inappropriate. Have sex with whoever the hell you want. That's fine with me. It's common sense. Hashtag common sense. Uh, moving on. Apparently today is National Chocolate Ice Cream Day. National Chocolate Ice Cream Day. I hope you had your chocolate ice cream. Head out to the Baskin Robbins or the Dairy Queen. See, I grew up with Dairy Queen. I love the soft serve. You know, in, in the Midwest, Dairy Queen's king um, out here. And Baskin Robbins is big, too. I ate a lot of Baskin Robbins out here. But grab your chocolate ice cream because it is National Chocolate Ice Cream Day here in the United States of America. Still don't know who comes up with all these ridiculous holidays, but a lot of times they're fun. It's an excuse to eat chocolate ice cream. But I do have a confession to make. To all of the wall fans and common sensors out there, I actually really don't like chocolate ice cream. I don't. I just don't like chocolate ice cream. Now, if I was starving to death or whatever, like, oh, all right, I'll eat some chocolate ice cream. Never like chocolate ice cream. I love chocolate. I just have never really liked chocolate ice cream. I'm, I'm never going to order chocolate. It's just never going to happen. Never going to happen. And in fact, furthering that confession, 
personally, my favorite flavor of when you're just looking at the basics of ice cream, my favorite's vanilla. It is. I'm I'm a vanilla guy. Now, the important thing to, that I like to do with that vanilla is throw some hot fudge on there, maybe a banana, you know, get a little banana split going. But really, you know, I like my vanilla ice cream. So I won't be having any chocolate ice cream today, but by all means, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, get your chocolate ice cream on. Even if it's not chocolate, National Chocolate Ice Cream Day, get your chocolate ice cream on because uh, life's too short not to enjoy some ice cream. Now, of course, if you have diabetes, I'm not, I'm not even making a diabetes. I'm not saying if like if you can't have sugar, don't eat chocolate ice cream. But, you know, life's too short to, to not enjoy the simple things like ice cream in life. You know, uh, yeah, just I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Bridget is leaving the podcast because <laughs> uh, because I don't like chocolate ice cream. It's okay, Britt. I will buy you a scoop of chocolate ice cream. I, I will buy you a scoop, and, and I will have my vanilla with hot fudge, and we'll we'll sit there and commiserate over how I hate I don't like chocolate ice cream. All right. Uh, a couple, little more. We have so much social today. I do. Uh, another thing, another trending thing right now would be hashtag Prince. And we got some more Prince news, if you're not aware of it, coming up in music. Uh, but hashtag Prince, because today would have been Prince's 60th birthday. 60th birthday. Uh, one of my personal favorite artists out there, just by far. I think he was a fantastic individual, fantastic musician, artist, and everything else. Uh, obviously taken away too soon. Uh, you know, the one good thing for him is he didn't have to see the, the uh, administration that is the Orange Menace. I'm sure he would not have liked it, but nonetheless gone way too soon. Uh, and today was, would have been his 60th birthday. So hashtag Prince is trending. Uh, and check that one out because a lot of people are sharing their personal stories of uh, like what they like about Prince or how, how his music inspired them, whatever it might be. So check that out. Hashtag Prince. It's a, it's a fun, good one. Uh, it could be inspiring. And especially if you like Prince, just, you know, you can see all the fond memories that people have of Prince. All right, more social. Uh, so IHOP took to Twitter this week. That's right, IHOP International House of Pancakes, if you're not familiar with them. They took to Twitter uh, early this week. And they've actually, you know, IHOP, I wasn't wasn't aware of this. Uh, they've actually been around for 60 years. 60 years IHOP's been around. I'm an IHOP fan myself. In fact, when I was in college, uh, there was an IHOP in Sherman Oaks. We would go down drinking in uh, in Hollywood because that's what you do when you're 21. And you live in L.A. is, you, you know, you go, and especially I was in film school, so it was like, extra, wow, we're networking. <laughs> networking. We're getting drunk. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Uh, but then maybe a little networking. And we'd come back to the Valley, and we'd hit IHOP in Sherman Oaks. And they actually, the IHOP there, uh, it, we'd get there at like 1 in the morning, 24-hour joint that they have there in Sherman Oaks. Uh, and th we had our own table. Like, the host on Fridays and Saturdays was the same person. Like, he knew us and would just sit us at our table. And, and I love IHOP. Now, the announcement that they came out with this week is they're actually changing their name for the first time in their 60-year history. So IHOP is International House of Pancakes, I-H-O-P, uh, and they announced they are going to be changing the name to IHOB, I-H-O-B, as in boy, not P as in Paul, B as in boy. They are changing it to IHOB, I-H-O-B. Now, they didn't announce what the B is going to stand for. That is uh, the teaser from IHOP, and they're going to announce what the B stands for on June 11th. June 11th. Personally, I hope it, uh, I hope it uh, stands for bacon, because you can never have enough bacon with breakfast. Uh, but who knows? It's probably International House of Breakfast, which this one is. It's this brand recognition. Like all these brands have been around forever, and they're like, we got to refresh. Like Taco Bell's doing it right now, which really just goes back to Yum Brands. If you're not familiar with Yum Brands. And now IHOP's doing it. 60 years, IHOP. I, I didn't realize IHOP was struggling for, for business. You ever pass by an IHOP on a Sunday morning, like Sunday late morning when everyone's gotten out of church? Oh, man. It's like an hour wait just to get some pancakes. Like an hour. I'm not even exaggerating. It's like an hour. Uh, so, but apparently they felt the need for a rebrand. It's probably I, it's going to be International House of Breakfast. I'll go on the record right now saying that's what I'm pretty sure it's going to be. Uh, wishful thinking is it's International House of Bacon. Ugh. All right, we still got social. Huh. Uh, so another awesome thing happened this week. The, the great Kellyanne Conway. The great Kellyanne Conway. And I say great because she gives us just content. 
she's not a great person, but she gives us, uh, she gives us great content. And she was doing an interview this week talking about the Orange Menace and referred to him, instead of as Commander-in-Chief, she referred to him as Commander-in-Cheese. That's right, Commander-in-Cheese Donald Trump. She, of course, corrected herself right away, but you know the social media world, specifically Twitter, had a field day with this. Field day with this. Just just went crazy. Uh, so check that one out on Twitter. And... I will convene with Chris and Bridget and some of our high-level common censors, uh, but we might, might, maybe we won't change it, but maybe we will switch the Orange Menace term to Commander-in-Cheese for a little while or permanently. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how it goes. Commander-in-Cheese, uh, and we'll see how, how long it takes me to forget that that's what we're doing, and we just go back to Orange Menace because you know it's probably going to happen. Uh, all right, one more thing on social that I want to talk about now that we've spent half of the show on social, but it's always good stuff, is one of the other trends that's happening right now would be the album cover trend. You've seen it all floating around. It's 10 days, 10 album covers, 10 albums that changed and or shaped your life. I've been enjoying this myself, uh, which is actually one of the reasons I've still been scrolling through Facebook is to see albums that other people are posting. Well, I was... Officially, unofficially nominated by my good friend John, uh, and I'm going to start participating in this 10 album covers in 10 days. I have a feeling that I'm going to get through nine, and then the 10th day is going to be like five albums. Uh, but prepare yourselves, those of you that follow me on social platforms, for a lot of crappy punk rock. <laughs> a lot of crappy punk rock, because that's what I grew up on, is some crappy punk rock. So look forward to that. Uh, and of course, you know, there might be some Prince in there. There might be some Queen. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Hey, Yeltsin. Uh, you know, but but prepare yourselves for that. And I would suggest checking it out. Uh, look for them on your social platforms that you prefer. But then even if you don't get nominated, I think it's just a fun exercise in remembering these albums. And especially these days, because we don't listen to like full albums as much anymore. There was a time, kids, where mommy and daddy had to listen to an entire album. You couldn't just click, click, click. I want this. I want this. And I like I did. I did it the other day because we have Spotify on on my Google Home, and I gave it the command, and it boom the exact song. <laughs> I'm just and and it's not wasn't even not even a song I own. Like it's not in my library that my Google is. No, no, no. I pulled it up on Spotify. Exact song. <laughs> Remember to tell your kids there was a time when we didn't weren't able to do that. There just wasn't. Uh, and it, I think it's a good exercise to remember these albums that you grew up on, that you listened to in your youth, in your adolescence, in, in your adulthood, whatever it is. And and it's just fun. It's just fun. So I'm going to be doing it, and I recommend that all of you out there do it. Uh, Chris and Bridget and some of the other common censors out there, you know you're getting nominated when when I finish, the, finish up the damn thing. Anyway. Uh, all right, let's get on some TV, film, and books. Oh, man. Oh, oh. I love this. And I, I love this because... I don't love this because I'm laughing at any... Well, I am laughing at, at the racist bigot that is Roseanne, but I'm not laughing at the company. It's just... It's funny because when it comes to marketing, and, and they're trying, and I, I, I've been sitting in rooms at larger companies and, and, and studios and media places where they are trying to keep up with the ever-moving uh, technology that is social media and how quick information moves. Because <clears throat> here's the thing. Roseanne puts out a tweet, gets fired a couple hours later. But when it comes to marketing, there's stuff that's been in the hopper for quite a while, especially when it comes to print. So the interesting thing is this week, Emmy Magazine uh, put out an issue, and it had an interview with uh, Channing Dungey, uh, who's the head of ABC Entertainment. She uh, actually was, was the one that officially dropped the hammer on Roseanne. Uh, there was an interview, and they talked about Roseanne's comeback and the ratings it was doing and everything else, and in fact kind of teased an FYC campaign for Roseanne. If you're not familiar with FYC, this is for your consideration. Uh, this is a term they use in Hollywood, really nationwide, worldwide probably, but it, it comes out of Hollywood when you're trying to to promote your show, movie, uh, whatever it might be for an award or the award season. So television shows, they do big Emmy campaigns for your consideration uh, in print and digital and everything else. 
And I have a feeling we might even see a little bit more print coming out. Now, of course, Emmy Magazine put out a statement and said you can get the digital copy. It's going to not have this stuff in it. Uh, but, of course, because print is print, it's already out there. There's so much lead time for this. And, again, I'm not even getting on ABC. Uh, I'll get on Roseanne a little bit for destroying her own show. Uh, but I'm not getting on ABC. This isn't anything they did wrong. It's just it's it's funny, and it's not even funny haha. It's just funny in the way that we're all constantly adapting constantly adapting to the speed of information you know that's how it is in fact i have a friend who makes movie posters and his father uh makes movie posters and he saw the transition like from his father in the way that it was just layers upon layers and hand done for making movie posters and promotional products and print stuff and then he kind of did that in between where it was a little, little digital and now he's still doing it and it's completely digital everything's done digital you know, it, it's just amazing the speed of technology and how all that stuff changes. We're in this ever-evolving world when it comes to technology. Uh, it's scary and fascinating at the same time. It was a little extra scary this week. When we get to tech, oh, <laughs> I'll fill you in on why it was a little scary this week. Oh, boy. Uh, all right, we got some more news in TV, film, and books. Apparently, the Farley family, not the, uh, not the snack maker Farleys, but the Farley family of the great Chris Farley, the great late great Chris Farley, uh, have brought up a lawsuit against Trek Bicycles. Uh, Trek is a really large bicycle brand. They make high, high, high-end bicycles. This isn't Huffy that we're talking about. This is Trek. And they're actually based out of Wisconsin, uh, which is where Chris Farley was born, coincidentally. Well, they have a new line of bikes that are fat tire bikes. These are uh, mountain mountain bikes, road bikes, uh, not road bikes, but, but, you know, that you can ride on the street that have large fat tires designed to go over different terrains and everything else. They decided to call that line the, the Farley. Farley. They're the Farley bikes. Well, of course, the Chris Farley family uh, brought up a lawsuit against Trek, and they're, gonna, they're suing them for misappropriation of the Farley name. This is extra interesting to me because it's hard for me to see a correlation here. This is kind of like the Dr. Dre's when Dr. Dre was suing Dr. Dre for using Dr. Dre and he's a gynecologist and you're a musician. These are bikes and he's a late actor. Yes. Seems ridiculous. And I'll be interested to see how this plays out if Chris Farley's family actually wins. Uh, but I will bring up a precedent for you. And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not getting legalese here, and I have to reach way back into my brain for my entertainment law classes in film school. This is not from a legal perspective, but just an interesting perspective uh, and precedent for you. And I know there are others, but this is one that just immediately came to mind. Uh, this would be a little band called River Phoenix. River Phoenix is a was is a punk rock band based out of Texas. They came onto the scene with the name River Phoenix. We all know who River Phoenix is. He was an actor, another late, great actor. Joaquin Phoenix's late brother. Well, River Phoenix's mother actually brought a lawsuit up against the band River Phoenix. And won. And won. They had to change the name of their band. This isn't apples to apples. I realize it's all entertainment, music, actor, whatever. But they had to change the name of their band to Phoenix TX. And they actually didn't even spell Phoenix with a P-H. They spelled it F-E-N-I-X. So I found that a little interesting. We'll see what happens with it, and we're going to follow it. But that is just my little bit of legalese precedent for you. I don't know that you can stand in court as a lawyer and say, do you hear this band? Click and play the band. And they were River Phoenix. Do you hear this band? Click. They are Phoenix TX now. Why? Because River Phoenix's mom sued them. I, you know, I don't know how that works. I'm not a law person. Had to take some law classes in school just to <laughs> get through it and have an, a basic grasp, but I'm not, you know, I don't know. Precedent is even a big word for me. Precedent. I feel like I probably got that off my Word of the Day book or something. I don't know. Those still exist, Word of the Day books? Or do you just, like, is, your, is there an app that just sends you, like, you wake up in the morning? I mean, <clears throat> if there isn't an app, there should be. Uh, Bridget, work on patenting that just in case I'm putting this out into the world and it's not an app. Uh, where you just get your word of the day automatically. You wake up in the morning, it's like, oh, word of the day. And, you know, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious means, I don't remember, Mary Poppins something. Anyway, that might be a billion-dollar idea right there. You know, people love their apps. Love them.
Oh my gosh, there's apps that do the dumbest things. All right, let's get in a little music here. Prince. I mentioned Prince. Oh yeah. One of the greatest artists and musicians to ever grace the face of the earth, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, disagree? Come at me. I don't care. <laughs> it's fine. And I'm not going to be that passionate about it. Uh, there's a new album coming out from Prince. That's right. A new album. I realize Prince died three years ago, two years ago, uh, 16, two years ago, whatever it was. And I, I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, uh, but he passed away. I Obviously, he wasn't recording new music. However... Uh, the family has found some unreleased tracks and as well as some B-sides. Uh, so some different some different recordings of songs that we have already heard. That would be the B-side stuff in addition to some unreleased tracks. So look forward to a new album from the late Great Prince coming out soon. And I think we're going to be seeing this for a little while because I remember when he first passed away, uh, they uh, there was a bunch of talk of like un there was just unfinished tracks. All within that, uh, that I'm blanking on the name of the building. Chris, help me out if you, if, if you can remember. Uh, they're in Minnesota. They just all these unreleased tracks. So that's going to be interesting to see if more and more of it comes out. But if you're a Prince fan, look forward to some new music coming out. New music and some B-side music coming out. More music news. Give me motion. Give me motion. The absolute favorite band of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. Not because he's my brother-in-law or anything, or maybe partly, or man, partly. It's also a fantastic, fantastic music that Give Me Motion is putting out. New album coming soon called There Goes Summer. There Goes Summer from Give Me Motion. Head on over to the YouTube channel, uh, GiveMeMotion.com, any of those. Uh, I don't. I, I didn't check for sure if it's available for pre-order, uh, but you can sign up to get reminded, and and it'll be you'll it'll be added or downloaded depending on what what platform format you're consuming that music through uh, so look forward to a new album from give me motion called there goes summer i did not say that right it sounded very ominous there goes summer it's probably more like there goes summer i don't know he'll give me a hard time about that i neither one of those was right all right sports oh orange menace at it again oh man oh the gift that keeps on giving so he disinvited the Philadelphia Eagles to the White House this week. Disinvited the Philadelphia Eagles to the White House, even though the majority of them weren't going because the Orange Menace is a petulant child. And that's how he rolls. And in great fashion, ridiculous, I don't even understand what kind of fashion, they decided to throw a celebration of America instead of having the Philadelphia Eagles come to the White House. The Orange House. The White Orange House. Orange what? Whatever. The commander in cheese uh, saw fit to, instead of having the football team there, have a celebration of America with the playing of the national anthem and the playing of God bless America. We're going to unpack this a little bit here, wall fans, common censors. So not only did he just say, no, nah, we're not going to do that. Uh, he put out a statement saying that all of the fans of the Philadelphia Eagles, the thousand fans that were invited, were going to be disappointed and the Eagles just disappointed their fans. Right? Yeah. Okay. Maybe they're a little disappointed. Go to find out that there was a mass email sent out to all the White House staffers recommending that they attend this event the other day where they go and they hear the Army band play the national anthem and God bless America and that orange son of a bitch stands up there loud mouth and gas bagging in the way that he usually does. So, of course, a bunch of staffers go out there. Starts leaking out that it wasn't a bunch of America fans or Philadelphia fans that were actually going to this, it was mostly staffers. The piece de, res the piece de resistance, never going to try to use that phrase again, <laughs> is when the Orange Menace came out to sing God Bless America, uh, he was trying to mouth the words and clearly could not remember the words to God Bless America. I'm going to tell you right now, Orange Menace, Commander in Cheese, and all the rest of you assholes out there in Washington and in the South that think that it's all about patriotism and that other bullshit. Not to mention that he got subpoenaed in the Kaepernick case. Ooh, him and Pence got subpoenaed. We've already seen tons of stuff come out that it's not about patriotism. Dumb shit doesn't even know the words to God bless America. I'm going to tell you right now, America, I have not sung God bless America since I was probably in middle school. And if I was singing along with it, I'd still know the damn words. So tell me again how that orange son of a bitch is all about patriotism 
when he doesn't even know the words to the fucking song. Doesn't even know the words. And you know the dude's got time. You know what? Come on, Commander and Cheese. Put down the phone for a minute. Stop tweeting for a moment. Just just read the words. It'll probably take you five minutes. Five minutes. But no, you go out there, gas bag, make a big deal about it, and can't even get the goddamn words right. I can't. I can't. Now I lost my pen. Probably can't make any notes. Ugh. All right, I got a funny sports story. Let me try and find my pen here. Uh, my pen, just in case, because always nuggets of wisdom coming out that, you know, it's just gold, comedy gold. One more little piece of news on sports, and this is a fun one. Uh, so the Red Sox, Red Sox fans got in trouble the other night at Fenway Park. So they pulled out, this is a night game, they pulled out their phones, and in center field, as a, a batter for the Detroit Tigers was up to bat, they all started flashing the flashlights on their cell phones, like kind of toward home plate. Now we're talking like a few hundred, we're talking like 400 feet. Like it's 400 feet from freaking home plate to, to center field. So you, you might be like, well, it seems silly, it's a distraction. It can be a little bit of a distraction to a batter, to an umpire, whatever else. So I get it. I bring this up because it's funny. And security had to go out to center field and say, hey, guys, can you stop doing that? And I know people are going to come out and say, Red Sox, Boston fans are so rabid and all this other stuff. And, you know, so blah, blah, blah. This is actually part of what I love about sports because this is harmless. This is harmless. This is a crowd getting into it. This is like when you watch a basketball game and someone and a guy's shooting free throws and people are holding up crazy signs, you know, behind the basket and stuff. It's fun. Now, yeah, in the end, it's a little inappropriate because I can see how it's distracting to the batter to the other players on the field. Uh, but the reason this stuck with me is this is part of why I love sports. This is what I, the fun stuff like this, the fans getting into it. And honestly, I don't think anyone on the Detroit Tigers was super offended. You know, they got them to stop, but it's like, eh, it's sports. We're having fun. Shouldn't do that, but we're having fun. This is what I miss about sports. This is what that orange asshole out in Washington has ruined is the fun that is sports. And now, I'm going to get the hate mail tomorrow. I already know it. Well, Kaepernick ruined sports. Kaepernick was so peaceful and just didn't do anything. <laughs> Kaepernick didn't ruin anything. The commander in cheese ruined the NFL. And the NFL let the commander in cheese ruin it. Which is, that's a funny thing, too, that I I've, I've, uh, haven't brought up on the podcast. You know, a little tan We're going to get a little tangented here for a minute. It is how... We see clearly, and I've talked about this part, how Donald Trump is jealous that he wasn't able to buy, a buy the Buffalo Bills back in the 90s or whatever it was. And he's taking it out on the NFL. Not only that, but he's riling up his fan base in his, that are NFL fans that a lot of them tend to be from the South. And they think, and I don't mean if you're from the South, you think small-minded, but the people that think this was anti-patriotism, anti-military and all that, that's his fan base. And he's immediate to go after somebody like a football player. Colin Kaepernick's kneeling. Such and such as blah, blah. And then the whole White House thing with the Eagles. He found out the Eagles were You're not invited. Here's the interesting thing. The Golden State Warriors won the championship last year. Said they weren't going to go to the White House. Didn't go. Not near as big a deal about it. LeBron James, the greatest basketball player on the face of the earth right now. Came out months and months ago and said no one wants to go to the White House. And called the Orange Menace a bum. Called the commander in cheese a bum. Straight up. In print. You can go find it. It's a tweet. Not a word. Not a word. You know why? Because he knows he can't win when it comes to the NBA and the NBA fans. He knows that's not his base. They're going to push back so hard on him that it's not even funny. And that's why I'm becoming a little bit of an NBA fan myself. I want to follow these progressive guys. Adam Silver, who's the greatest commissioner in sports right now. I want to do that. Rob Manfred's right behind him. Nothing against you, Rob. You're right behind him. I love my baseball, but Jesus, Silver is, whoa, whoa, just boom, boom. Kicking ass and taking names and doing a damn good job of it. But you know Trump ain't going after the NBA because that's a fight he ain't going to win. It's a fight he's not going to win. Not going to do it. And he ain't even going to open that can of worms. And I don't blame him. I mean, if I was a petulant child like him, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't. All right, let's get into some tech. My voice is still going. I apologize, wall fans. I, like I'm trying to keep it keep it together here, but it's cracking on me. Uh, 
Let's roll through some of this tech. So apparently a new trend right now. <laughs> a trend. DIY space programs. DIY space programs. If you're not familiar with the term DIY, the acronym DIY is do-it-yourself. Do-it-yourself space programs. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, now, inspired by the company SpaceX, who have been sending rockets into space and such, uh, there's a bunch of open-source enthusiasts uh, and, and hobbyists that are working on their own rockets and ways to blast themselves into orbit. Yeah, because that's what we need. I don't care how smart you are. We don't need a bunch of dudes just shooting rockets off in the desert trying to get into space. We don't need it. We don't need it. Come on. Uh, now, fortunately, uh, there's regulations and many, many other things keeping them earthbound. Uh, so hopefully your neighbor won't be shooting off into space anytime soon. But apparently DIY space programs are a thing. Maybe go tell it to the wall. Space program. Go tell it to the moon. Brilliant. See, that's why I need my pen. Go tell it to the moon. That can go two ways uh, because the moon is even further than a wall and it'd just be me outside uh, yelling at the moon. <laughs> that might be good content. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, we are going to do it. You know what? We're, I'm gonna, I didn't even tease it. I'm just going to tease it briefly. We're doing an outside recording live feed uh, in July. It's happening. It, it's already happening. Uh, Bridget, I don't even think, knows about this yet. Uh, unless I actually mentioned it to Chris. But we'll, we'll see how that goes. But that's, that's happening. We're going to do it. Maybe we'll blast off into space at, at that time, too. <laughs> uh. All right, cool little feature on LinkedIn. I don't use a ton of LinkedIn myself, but I have at times. It, it's a good way to connect with colleagues, especially when you're when you're chopping friends. That's the other thing is when you're chopping friends out of Facebook, and I, I found myself uh, like unfriending people that I worked with, and not even like not people I worked with that I knew really well and hung, and hung out with, but just people that I only knew through like sitting in meetings and stuff. And I was like, yeah, no, it's I, you're cool, and we like if you, if you want to get in touch, that's fine. We can maybe do lunch, but that's what LinkedIn's for. Like you just you. We're, you know, we're connected on LinkedIn. That's where we'll do that thing. And LinkedIn is always working. I, you know, I don't use it a ton, but they, they're doing good things. They're doing good things. And one of the things they've done is uh, they've, they've added a feature called uh, Your Commute. Your Commute. And what this is is when you're looking at jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually click on the Your Commute tab, button, whatever it is, and... It'll tell you how long your commute would be to that particular office. So before you even go in for an interview. Now, I think this is absolutely brilliant, especially in big metropolitan areas. Because you might, like, I'm sure in the Midwest, and I'm not not like Chicago, but smaller towns, you know, small mid-sized towns, like even in Central California, even, eh, see, I wouldn't even put San Diego in there because traffic's down, bad down San Diego. You know, you see 5, 10 miles, you're like, it's 5 miles away, it's 10 miles away. In L.A.? Oh, God. Oh. I mean, f five miles could be... I'm not I'm not even exaggerating. Five miles could be an hour and a half in L.A. Could be an hour and a half. I'm not even exaggerating. I'm not saying it is all the time. I'm not even exaggerating. So this is brilliant. I've actually done this uh, back when I was still in the marketing game. Uh, I think either after I left Disney or after university. I can't remember. You know, I actually interviewed a few places. And I would look at it and it'd be like... That's really far, but I'm going to give it a try. And there there was multiple times where I drove to the interview and I sat in the interview. I was like, you know what? This sounds really good, but I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't I don't know how long I would last. And I didn't mean it in a negative way. Just being like, you know what? Uh, I just I don't know. And, you know, and if I was single, like whatever, I'll sit in the car four hours a day. If I'm single, I got nothing to go. And, you know, I got a wife. Now I have a child. It's too much. It's it's just way too much. Uh, so I think there's a great feature if you use LinkedIn, and especially if you're looking for a new job, use that Your Commute feature because it could come in handy. could definitely come in handy. Oh, this is what I alluded to. Oh, robots, technology. Oh, so MIT, the good folks over at MIT have created a new robot. I need a sip of my Luponic Distortion here. This one, uh, um, this one terrifying like almost as terrifying as the commander in cheese so the good people at MIT decided to create a new robot they are calling it the psychopath robot it's a robot named Norman and what they've done what they've done is they created this robot and they fed it information from reddit 
and they fed it information, violent information. So now this robot has violent and gruesome tendencies. And I'm trying to look here. Uh, well, that's what it is. So there's the black and white photo of a baseball glove, and most robots would see that as a baseball glove. I'm showing this black and white Rorschach. It's not a Rorschach, but it's similar to Rorschach photo to Norman, the psychopath robot. His response is, man is murdered by machine gun in broad daylight. The scariest thing about this, it just gets worse from there. His psychopathness, psychopathness, oh, write that one down. Psychopathness just gets worse from there. This is terrifying. And as someone uh, in the article brought up, because you know, remember like the dogs from Boston Dynamics that could move and open doors and shit? If they put Norman in that thing, we're done. We're done. That's it. Like, peace out, y'all. I'll be barricaded in, in my house. Luckily, my house is entirely fenced in. Hopefully, they can't hop over my fence. We're all effed. We're done. We're done. Uh, I always see stories like this, and I'm like, I swear to God, when you have robotic programs like this, everyone should be required to watch the entirety of Terminator before you start building robots. Because, like, we're just constantly moving toward Terminator. Like, come on, Judgment Day, come on. Just doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't make sense. I don't trust robots enough, especially when we're feeding them psychopathic information. Psychopathic? Psycho I, mean, I don't think that's right. Psychopath yeah, whatever. I'll find out later if that's right or not. Psychopath information. Uh, all right. Let's get on some common sense. Ooh, I love the common sense section. This one just, I just, I had too much fun. Cracked me up with this one. So apparently there was a guy, a guy from New Jersey who's visiting, visiting, visiting some friends in Virginia. Well, they were out drinking some drinks. I almost said beers. They could have been having drinks. It's not like, <laughs> I don't know. They were having some, imbibing in some alcoholic concoctions. And what happened was the guy that was visiting Virginia decided to splurge on an Uber XL and take him back to his friend's house in Virginia from the bar. You know, like a, probably like a, 30-minute ride. Well, what happened was he got into the Uber and passed out in the back seat. Woke up two hours later, looked out the window, didn't realize where the heck he was, and he asked the Uber driver where they were, and the Uber driver informed him that he drunkenly put in his home address in New Jersey. Home address in New Jersey, and this Uber driver started driving a blacked-out individual from Virginia to New Jersey. Now, they were two hours into this car ride. It's about a five-hour car ride from Virginia to New Jersey. So, once the gentleman realized his mistake, he could have said, why don't you just drop me off here? No, instead, he decided to see it through. He said, I want to see this through. Had his Uber driver drop him off at his house in New Jersey. It wasn't until he realized the bill that what he was charged, which was over $1,600, that he lodged a complaint with Uber and tried to tell Uber that the driver had messed with his phone. The interesting thing here is the driver did not mess with his phone, and we know that based on the five-star review that this gentleman left for his driver after his driver had to drive him five hours from Virginia to New Jersey. So wall fans, common sensors, use some common sense. Don't get so drunk that you don't realize your Uber driver has been driving you for two freaking hours. And if you do, don't then continue the journey and be surprised when you have a $1,600 credit card charge. Common sense. So much common sense on this one. Oh. All right. Uh... I want to breeze through these two things, and I do have to touch on one thing because that's what we do at Go Tell to the Wall podcast. Uh, apparently, KFC in the UK is coming out with a vegetarian option. That's right, vegetarian option. They have gotten some pressure from officials in the UK, and this isn't so much because of vegetarians in the UK. It is because of health restrictions on fast food in the UK, and in order to get their chicken down within that calorie threshold, they need to create veggie chicken. 
So if you're in the UK, look forward to vegetarian KFC. Uh, some news out of Canada. Recreational marijuana is about to become legal in Canada. Apparently, this was a campaign promise of Justin Trudeau, and it's about to come to fruition, basically just waiting on his signature, and then it has to go through the House, apparently. Uh, but the House had already approved, the House in Canada had already approved uh, an earlier version of this, whatever they put through this. I, I Maybe they call I Bill, whatever it is. Uh, I, I assume it's called Bill. I could be totally wrong on that. None of my Canadian friends give me a hard time, please. Uh, but they're, they're passing it through, and most likely that's going to happen. And you could be able to buy recreational marijuana in Canada as soon as three months from now. Three months from now. So that'll be interesting. I haven't been to Canada since I was a kid, so I don't have much to say about that. Uh, all right, the last thing I want to get to. I don't want to chime in on this too much, uh, but... On the heels of May, which was Mental Health Awareness Month, uh, we unfortunately saw another instance of someone taking their own life. Uh, taking their own life. If you're not familiar with this, Kate Spade, Kate Spade, who is a fashion designer, uh, took her own life just a couple days ago, just this week. She unfortunately was only 55 years old and actually left behind a husband and young daughter. <clears throat> her husband... Um, Andy Spade, who I believe, this was actually news to me. Oh, he definitely is. I just looked at his picture. <laughs> it's the brother of David Spade, the actor, the comedian and actor. Uh, so this is also David Spade's uh, sister-in-law. Put out a statement today. Uh, and I just want to go through that statement for you because it tends to hit home. Uh, Kate suffered from depression and anxiety for many years. She was actively seeking help and working closely with her doctors to treat her disease. One that takes far too many lives. We were in touch with her the night before and she sounded happy. There was no indication and no warning that she would do this. It was complete shock and it clearly wasn't her. There were personal demons she was battling. I always say this on the podcast because it's always sad regardless of the person. Even if that orange son of a bitch shot himself in the head, it's sad. Regardless of the person, to see someone take their life, especially this early on, uh, and especially because of mental health issues. And I encourage all of you out there, and this is one of those instances. I always say, you're not always going to see it. People hide it. That's the thing. People hide it. You know, Personally, I... I hide it most of the time. I've gotten to a point where some, there's sometimes people that know me, they're going to get a little bit of it. My wife gets it, my mother gets it, and others even get it. I have friends that I talk openly with about it. But for the most part, people aren't talking about it. And this is one of those situations. Now, could we have saved, could someone have saved Kate Spade? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but we need to all make sure that we're not even actively trying, but just being the best people that we can be. I just, being the best people we can be, uh, I'm not trying to latch on to the Melania campaign, uh, but just be kind to each other. Just be kind to each other. Just talk to each other. Just say hi. Smile. Smile, for God's sake. Because that can make the difference in someone's day. I'm not saying smiling would have saved Kate Spade's life, uh, but unfortunately, 55 is just too young. Too young. And on that note, I'll tell you, as much as I talk about my own personal struggles, struggles with mental illness, with anxiety and depression uh, and obsessive compulsive disorder, uh, I've been fortunate enough that, that suicide for me has, has never really been an option. There have, been, there have been days where I have a really rough day and I will say to myself, you know what, I, just, I wish I was dead. But I don't wish I was dead. I just wish I wasn't having to deal with that. Uh, fortunately for, for myself and, and for those around me that know me well enough, Know that that's not an option. As tough as things get for me, I've never been truly, truly suicidal. And part of that is because my mother's still alive. She will be for, for a very long time, still now. I, I'm confident of that. And I couldn't do that to my mother. So for many, many years, I couldn't do that to my mother. Then I couldn't do it to my wife. For a couple of years, I couldn't do it to my wife. You know, and not that I had those tendencies, but it just it was never an option because of that. Uh, and now I'm, thank you, Chris. Now I have a mother, wife, daughter, and this is nothing like I have a father and a sister and everything else, but above all else, I could never do that to my mother. I've seen too many people bury their children. I can never do that to my wife. 
And I could definitely never do that to my daughter. So just remember out there, as our facts and information person just pointed out to me, and we're going to use that. And I'm not taking credit for it. It's from a movie. Uh, but be excellent to each other. As Bill and Ted said, be excellent to each other. It's all it takes. It's all it takes. Just do your best to be excellent to each other. And hopefully, over time, we'll see less and less of instances like Kate Spade taking her own life at 55. As always, wall fans, common censors, I thank you for joining us this week. Uh, it's been a rough couple weeks for me personally. Just so much going on, and uh, and it's been stressful to get all this out there. So I I, I appreciate all of you listening, participating. I, I I love all of you out there for that. I I really truly do. Um, and and just know that uh, that we're working hard here at Go Tell to the Wall to spread that common sense to bring you great things, and especially spread especially in a week like this with Kate Spade, uh, spread the importance of mental health awareness. Uh, we will be back on the live feed next week on Facebook. Uh, but of course, I did mention after episode 60, next week, episode 60 will be the last live feed on Facebook. Uh, for everyone else out there, that's really the only change that we're dealing with right now, except make sure you head on over to SeanWorkLive.com. And please, please, please support us on the Indiegogo campaign. If, if you're watching on the live feed, it's right there. I'll actually drop the, the Indiegogo campaign link into the description uh, for this episode as well. So if you only, only listen, you don't consume anything on the social platforms, you'll be able to get the link for the Indiegogo right there. Give us a dollar, $2, $5, $10, $500, whatever you see fit. But remember, every dollar helps. And this has been episode 59 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. Thank you for bearing with me with my voice just, just going going it's hurting right now i'm gonna go have some tea uh maybe another beer and make myself feel better <laughs> no i'm gonna have some tea uh, but thank you for bearing with me on my voice and as always i am your host the one and only sean o'rourke and most importantly wall fans especially in a week where we are getting sad news like this no matter where you go no matter what you do no matter who you're with and especially because keep in mind why you're doing it. Always use common sense. <laughs>